So I just wanted to, to start by saying it's, it's really good to celebrate at these meetings and I feel like we're in desperate need of things that we can celebrate uh, in this season that we're in. Actually during COVID, um, we had this little thing that we did as a family um, at tea time. We just shared one thing that we as a family could give thanks to God for and it was, that was one of the things that kind of just kept us going. I don't know if you remember that time when we were locked down, it was just that feeling not being able to go out, feeling in prison, and we just, we just shared those things. And I just feel tonight is a great opportunity um, to give thanks, um, to give thanks to God and to give thanks for each other. And so I just wanted to say thank you um, to uh, a number of groups of people who really help um, our church family, our church community, um, to function. I want to thank um, our church warden, Tim. I want to thank our staff team. I want to thank our ministry team across the 8 o'clock, 10 o'clock, Lemington Road, the Grange, and also the evening service over 2019. I want to thank the PCC. I want to thank our leadership team. I want to thank our uh, team leaders. I want to thank our ministry leaders. I want to thank all those who volunteer on teams Sunday by Sunday and give of themselves. And finally, I just want to thank everyone. I want to thank everyone for being part of this family called St. James, because actually that's the most important thing, that together we make up the family of God um, here at St. James. And of course, we're part of a bigger family as well. Um, So I think it would be great... Um, to express that thanks to one another as well. I thought it'd be really good just to clap hands. And as we do that, let's just look around the room and express our appreciation as we clap. So let's go for it. Um, It's been a real joy um, reopening services and uh, we're still in that process of reopening services here at St James. Um, But it's been a real joy um, to be in the church building and to to worship together. And I think um, one of the comments that really stuck out, actually I received an email uh, yesterday afternoon after the 10 o'clock service and a person emailed to say, um, you don't realise what you got until it's taken away. And there's something so special, isn't there, just about us gathering. Even, even this evening as we worshipped, you know, we took it for granted that we could come Sunday by Sunday, sing our hearts out. Um, and then, then when we're, just, we're not even able to sing, but able to gather together. It's just that real sense of God's presence and being amongst his people. And, and, and even that time, myself, I just felt a real sense of God's presence um, as we gather together. Um, but ultimately, we want to give thanks to God. And uh, we're going to end with a worship song. And I'm actually going to invite us at the end of the worship song... Um, just to clap our hands as well. Just again, a physical expression of uh, giving thanks. Now, um, at the beginning of this year, we launched our new vision focus, which was uh, greater love. And so I just want us to just want to sort of paint a bit of a picture. At these meetings, I, t- I tend to do a bit of a, a focus looking back uh, on the year previous, but also a bit of looking forward. And... Uh, I think we can all agree and say that this has been a year like none of us have ever experienced. Uh, That may be an understatement for some of us, probably most of us, in fact. Um, But uh, greater love is what we committed to at the beginning of this year. And this was both a sense of understanding God's greater love for us 
and also expressing that greater love um, to those around us. And with this, we offered some fresh opportunities. And so I don't know if you remember, um, we, we didn't manage to launch all of these because of COVID, but there were a couple that we managed to, to get going, at least initially. Um, the first of those was the Proof Bakery. I know several of the congregation members sign up to Proof Bakery, and I know several of your subscriptions are continuing. And I just want to assure you that I believe those, that money is being used to pay Syrian refugees to make bread um, for... Um, uh, for, for the food bank, so uh, that, that's, uh, that, that, that support is going to good use to bless people who are in real need, and food banks, of course, are in greater need at this time as well. Also, we started the Talking Jesus course, got a few weeks in, um, and I believe one small group actually kept going over Zoom. I think Mark's group, so well done to Mark, getting that going over Zoom and continuing that course and finishing it. Um, and uh, also, another um, focus was the uh, building project. Anthony, that's why I remembered that you were here last year. Um, and uh, <clears throat> we talked about it, and I think that very day or the next day, actually, we were having the survey done on the premises, and uh, then later we did a, a consultation as well. Um, and uh, I, I'm pleased to say that we, we've now received um, some plans back um, from Mayway, so they've put some things together. Um, the PCC, however, has agreed that we don't want to progress at this time. Um, we're we're going to um, take it to the, um, uh, to, to the uh, development team uh, to have a look at it initially, to, to feedback anything that we may want to, to Mayway. But we, I think we felt as a PCC that it was really important that um, before progressing that there is proper consultation um, across the church because actually during COVID, it's very hard to do uh, an effective um, consultation. Um, it may be the PCC decides to review that, but I think that's the sense at the moment in the PCC that it's, it's best to pause on this uh, and, and see where we go, go with things. But I think some of the things that really came out during that consultation um, were the importance of, of new toilets, um, a kitchen and servery, um, a creche and meeting space for children, I'll tell you what, at the beginning of 2019, uh, 2020, rather, our crash was absolutely packed. Um, just looking at people with small children here um, and, and the experience of that, which is a really great problem to have, isn't it? If we, we've got lots of children uh, in this church, is, is, is a fantastic challenge to have. Obviously, that's not such a challenge at this moment, but um, it's good for us to look forward and be anticipating uh, what may be to come. Also, um, issues around accessibility. You know, we have different levels, don't we, in the church and getting into the church. And we want to make sure that our church is accessible to all, both physically um, but, but, but also in all ways. And there were other things as well. So that's where we're up to with the, the building development. Um, you know, I'd love, I'd love for us to push forward, but I think it's important that we have a proper consultation within the church community and also um, in the wider community as well, so that this is not just about us as a community, but also the wider community. Now, um, I want to just finish with a bit of a reflection on Psalm 42. And Psalm 42 is actually a, a psalm of lament. And uh, lament isn't something that I tend to dwell on. I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm an optimist, I'm a, um, a glass-half-full person, um, but, but I personally have actually found COVID a really challenging times and I, a time, and I've expressed that within 
um, the online services. But I know for many of us, this has been such a challenging time. And they talk about how one in five people have had depression during COVID. They talk about how um, most people are experiencing low moods. And there's just something about Psalm 42 which acknowledges this, but also gives a sense of hope as well. And so I just wanted to read some verses. And it's worth just mentioning that it's likely the person who wrote this psalm was either a refugee or probably more likely an exile, but nonetheless in a uh, very difficult uh, context. And these are some of the things that the psalmist writes. Um, He says in verse 3, My tears have been my food day and night when men say to me all day long, Why are you downcast? In verse 5, Why are you downcast, O my soul? Why so disturbed within me? Just hear some of the language and emotion being expressed here, the desperation of the psalmist. And then he speaks about God. Listen to this. He says in verses 9 to 10, I say to God, my rock, why have you forsaken me? He's saying to God, you know, where are you? Where have you gone? It feels like you're not here. It feels like you're not present. Why must I go about mourning, he says, oppressed by the enemy? My bones suffer mortal agony as my foes taunt me, saying to me all day long, where is your God? You just get the sense and the feeling from the psalm. I really encourage you, if you're in a dark place at the moment or struggling or find yourself in that place over the coming weeks and months, just to go to Psalm 42. There's such a richness in there of connecting with, I think, the place that many of us find ourselves in at this time. But then, and this is one of the things I love about the psalms, that that generally speaking there is a glimmer or a real sense of hope And uh, we read in verses 1 to 2 where the the psalmist opens up, he says, As the the deer pants for streams of water, so my soul pants for you, O God. My soul thirsts for God, for the living God. When can I go and meet with God? And um, there's this desperation and this hunger for God that we read in this psalm. And then right at the end of the psalm, right at the end where he's if you like, splurged. He's got it all out there, um, how he's struggling, where he is. He simply says, and I think he's talking to himself here. Um, The psalmists do this. They uh, think about Psalm 103. It says, praise the Lord. And then he says, uh, oh my soul, praise the Lord, oh my soul. All my my inmost being, praise his name. It's as if he's talking to his own soul and saying, come on, let's praise the Lord. Um, So he says, put your hope in God. For I will yet praise him, my saviour and my God. And I just encourage us, you know, this could feel like a slog, you know, a real slog at times. But God is good. God is a God of hope. And he has got great things ahead of us, even though the road to that may feel long and may feel challenging. And there may be a lot of heartache along that road. God is good. Put your hope in God, for I will yet praise him, my Saviour and my God. Amen.